Welcome, everyone. Episode nine, officially, of Smokeout with Shelly and SJ. Make sure you check out ShellySJSmokeout.com for all the links where you can, can subscribe on OnlyFans and Patreon. Of course, also our Instagram and our Twitter handles. And you can find out more about Shelly and myself and what we do in the other parts of our life that don't involve staying here and smoking with you. And hopefully subscribers, if you subscribe, of course, to the uh, Smokeout level on Patreon or on OnlyFans. Not only you get access to every show on video, you also get to come on here on Zoom and blaze up with us. And who wouldn't want such a treat? So get on subscribing today. A lot of stuff going on we'll talk about. First, uh, we'll take some rips. And uh, Shelly, how are things going on your end? Well, it's actually a day where I'm not going to be like, oh gosh, this, this, and this happened. <laughs> Yay me! Um, so it was just a little like, ah, for a second, because my time, time management sometimes, you know, it's like a bitch. Yeah. Um, so I did my Shelly live. I just finished like, we even went over. So I ended up jumping in the shower at four, like just before 4.30. I wish it was 4.20. I wish I could say it was at 4.20. I jumped in the shower. So that's why my hair is still wet, whatever. And um, I was just like, you know, I'm not going to stress. I'm just, I need to take a shower because before I did Shelly Live, uh, I had worked out. But by the time I was done working out and I ate, I was like, if I take a shower, I'm not going to be able to make this happen. So I feel very refreshed and renewed. I feel like a new woman. And it's definitely that time. Indeed. Um, as I said, as far as myself and time management, I actually, I just got done eating dinner 13 minutes before it was time to come on here, which is pretty good for me. Sometimes I cut even closer, but you do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into other stuff, I do want to mention, uh, it's coming together nicely so far. It was an idea born in the very last seconds of the episode last week, the idea for the roast of Shelly Martinez, February 10th, officially 7 p.m., Eastern time. We're going to stream it live for free so everybody can see it. We're going to do it on Twitter, Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. It's going to be awesome. Already lined up, confirmed via email. We have uh, Francine, of course. We have uh, Shelly's lovely sister, Danielle, is in. Uh, Bruce Jingles is in as well. Um, and uh, Santino Morella has agreed as well. Francina Santino will go early. Uh, so when we we'll be kicking off right off the bat, there'll be one and two because they have uh, engagements afterwards. So, uh, but so far it's coming together. Great. The promotion has started. Everything is in gear, as they say. Are you excited, Shelly? I am so excited. Santino is somebody that um, I know as Boris. Mm. That's not even his real name, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> In Kentucky, he was known as Boris. Do you remember me telling you the story about when I got hired and there, when I my first day at OVW, Jim Cornette was slapping around a wrestler? I can't remember if I heard that on this show. I read that in an article somewhere, but I can't remember okay. if you also told the story. I brought on the show it up on here. Yeah, I did bring it up on here. Well, he's the one that Cornette was slapping. Mm. And <clears throat> so that was my first introduction to him. And then we became really good friends. And that started when I was just feeling 1000% down on myself. Um, we had this really cool conversation. It kind of opened up that line of communication that we can like go there with each other, right? And then he's one of the wrestlers that lived in that wrestling house with me and the Mertzes. So to me, Santino Morella, Boris, because Boris, again, was his Kentucky name that he wrestled. He did this Russian gimmick where he like had, he told me, or he told everyone that um, the Boris character, the Russian character was really him playing his um, judo uh, trainer in Canada. And so it was just so awesome. It was a great gimmick, even though it didn't transfer over into WWE, it was so awesome. So to this day, if you know him from those days, he's Boris, like it's Boris. <laughs> <laughs> and what's really cool is when he debuted, it was in Italy and uh, I was there. That was my first time going overseas. I, you know, I had been on WWE for a little bit. So it's really cool, our relationship, because it's like these little like moments, like when I was down and out and then we lived in that house 
And then I was there for his debut and there we were like, and this, it was just so cool. So it means a lot for me to have him on the roast, you know? Yeah. And then of course, Francine, like does, she's like legit one of my best friends in the entire universe. And Danielle is just so awesome. She's going to be great. And I told, I'm going to tell her that I want her to um, call in, in her room. So like, she's literally like not, not here sharing, but like, we got to keep it legit. So I'm going to have right. her do that, which is fine. And um, it'll be a lot of fun for me to do that with her because back in the day when we did the blog talk podcasts, we used to do that because we would, she would call in. So then that the audio would be like better or whatever. So we yeah. thought, <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of fun that she was in the other room and like, I don't know. It just adds a different dynamic. So that'll be cool too. And it's funny because Bruce Jingles, I've known Bruce, uh, for a long time when I used to work at the Spearmint Rhino as a cocktail waitress and bartender, um, that was like right before I got signed to WWE. So Bruce, he used to come in all the time and he wouldn't even care about the girls really. Like he was cool with them, but that was just like the closest bar to him. <laughs> so he was more of like, that was his regular place where he'd go and drink, you know what I mean? Mm. So of course, being the bartender waitress, like I, I liked him a lot because it's kind of like, I can have a different kind of conversations with him. I don't have to be on, you know, and um, he would be there sometimes when I would always volunteer to do opening shift. Cause I knew nobody would be there until about happy hour. So I was like, I'll just clean. I'll just clean. And then I'll make my tips during happy hour and I'll be good. And so that's yep. what I would do. So sometimes I'd be bored. I'm like, Bruce, come down. And what the DJ would do is he would play different WWF at the time entrances mm -hmm. and me and Bruce would come down the little ramp because <laughs> no <laughs> one would be there. And like, it was, a, so Bruce is very tied into not just knowing me in my personal life, but like right before I got signed and like, we used to do that, you know, and I don't think people realize that, um, wrestling, especially we talked about the attitude area runs deep yeah. with me, you know, it was really like something I had to be a part of and I did. And so it'll be great to have Bruce. I've talked to a couple other people. I hope they can confirm. They told me they will do it, but we shall see. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for the emails in, back. We'll, yep. Uh, we'll and there's one in particular. If this person commits, I think it would be great for all the fans out there. I think it would be huge if this person commits. Ah, oh, like. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to text them right now. And I'm going to say, Hey, did you get back to stoner Jesus? Because I'm being pushy about this because me and this person owe it to the wrestling community to do this together. There's a and little, also, little hints. As promised, uh, I tweeted a bunch of people today. See if they'd be interested in coming on the roast. Uh, Young Bucks, Paul Heyman, <laughs> Gary Busey, Macaulay Culkin. Um, uh, Maria Canellis to see if she's interested in coming on as well. <laughs> and here, let me tell you something. I retweeted that real quick when I saw that. <laughs> and the thing is, is um, I know a lot of the people, if not all of them on there, when they saw that tweet, didn't care much for it. <laughs> and here's why I know, because I felt it. I felt that SH. I felt like, <laughs> Ooh, and it wasn't just like when I retweeted or when you tweeted it out. It was like different times in the day. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel that. I wonder if it's one of those people mentioned in there. And that's fine. And like, because at the end of the day, this is just all fun. Okay. We're over here just trying to have a good old time. The like world in general is effed right now. No one knows what is what. Everything's all weird. So we're just trying to like, you know, entertain the fine people out there that want to watch what we got. So I realized that a lot of those people on that list, if not all of them, they knew me at a certain time in my life. So they don't think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> they probably think I'm just trolling, which I guess I am, but it not really, like, I really think it would be fun. Like, if Paul Heyman were to like even do a little pre-record and be like, oh, shall we? Da, 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 that would be effing awesome. It probably will not happen, but that would be awesome. You know, if the Young Bucks or Maria were to come on here and like whatever, that would be great. It, awesome. But I don't think that those individuals think that's great or awesome 
or cruel or anything of that nature. <laughs> I also tagged Doug Benson, so. Yeah, Doug! You know, and, uh, <laughs> Doug. So, like, the thing is, is whatever. I think it's funny. And mm-hmm. much like most of my humor, <laughs> the people that mention don't think it's funny. And that's fine. Like, that's fine. But, I just want to throw out there for the record. I'm not trying to start trouble. I'm not trying to feel your ugly vibes that you're throwing at me. It's just for fun, dude. Okay, so just ignore the tweet. We're just goofing around. Gosh. Hey, they do what they got to do. They're free to come on. Anyone, really, <laughs> any level. And again, it goes back to all the other conversations. If Lorraine and Bobby wants to come on here and tell, you know, severed penis oh. jokes. I'm all for it. Give her, give her 20 I minutes. Just, I, Lorena Bobbitt, man. Like, that is so intense. Ooh, her and Macaulay. Those are my top two right there. Before I forget, the Spearman Rhino. It sounds familiar. Is that Las Vegas? There is one in Las Vegas. There's okay. quite a few. Um, but there was there are big ones in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being um we used to do live, we, we still do live prank call shows sometimes. Blog talk radio was pretty cool to do because you could do it live on blog talk radio and call out. I used to have this thing. Basically I would call strip clubs and tell them I'm like this big hairy dude. I'm having a sex change operation and how big do my tits have to be and such to be able to get into their establishment and work for them. And one of them was a great call to Spearman Rhino. The woman on the other line, end of the line was just cracking up. <laughs> and finally at one point she was like, is this, you don't have anything better to do than this? And I said, no, really I don't. <laughs> Because that's yeah, like how many, how much hair do I have to have left, or do I have to have all the hair gone so I can get you know, mad dollar bills at their establishment? It was a great call. It was like God, it was like twelve years ago, probably thirteen at this point. That's freaking awesome. You know, the Spearmint Rhino. They that time in my life taught me so much. You have like no idea. I know, on the surface, it sounds like a dumb thing to say, but I learned so much working there. I learned about hustling. I learned about different shadiness that I was not aware of. I learned about how to make money off of men. And I saw how girls did it taking advantage of men. And I saw how girls did it not taking advantage, that they're just these patrons that want an experience. And then that's that. And so it's been, it was really cool because that job like prepared me much like all my jobs have to everything I've done, like to this day, it's like, you know. Oh, either your audio went out or my headphones went out. I call it, oh, there I we call go. it club. There we Sorry. go. I, I was getting a phone call and my iPhone and my iPad are synced together. <laughs> so even like on my I OnlyFans premium, I have a thing called Club Chubby. It's a takeoff of My Name is Earl. And like, I have my poll, it's right over there. And like, it's fun, you know, it's like a little bikini bar. And it's like, I learned all of that and how to package it nicely and promote it. I even make a little flyer that looks like the old, like, <laughs> and the thing is in my mind, I was thinking, what did the rhino have? I, I was that girl. I had to put two of those flyers down happy hour mm-hmm. when it is and the dot dances and the day, like I, I went all out. I'm really proud of it. And people can judge me for club chubby all they want, but I don't care because no nips, no vag. And um, it's fun, you know. It's good exercise too. That's why I got these bruises. If you could see these bruises it's from oh, my wow. pole. Yeah. I bruise easy. Damn it. <laughs> um, and as far as the roast goes, um, as I'll make clear to the people who are confirmed uh, already, some people may not be comfortable with the joke format or whatever. Uh, I will be going with that more like I'm still working on what I'm going to do. I will be on there as well. I mentioned myself. And of course, at the end of the night, the guest of honor herself, Shelly be able to rebut and fire back and all that stuff. Even people, if they're not comfortable with the jokes, if they just want to tell, you know, a really embarrassing story, something along those lines, just have at it. It's going to be a fun night. I told them too. I was, I told them, I was like, look, like, for example, Santino knows, like there's certain things that he would give me a hard time about. I was like, that's okay to bring up. Yeah. And then my other friend, Jack Bull, I hope he um, confirms, mm-hmm. he knows so much dirt on me. I was like, you're allowed to talk about this, this, and this, like, go for <laughs> it, like make fun of me. And then another uh, person that I was really tight with at one point in my life, um, 
she knows some like lame little obsessions. I said, dude, cause she's like, I don't know if I'd be really good at it. I was like, dude, make fun of that. I'm down. Like, ma- like make this mm-hmm. real. Like I, there is nothing anybody that I invited to do this if they wanted to could say that's going to hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. It probably will embarrass me but it would never hurt my feelings. And <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Rose. I love Dean Martin. Yeah. I grew up loving Dean Martin. Um, and then I also loved when like they brought it back to Comedy Central, yeah. like those Rose, like some of them yeah. are so good. The Flava Flav one's really good. Like <laughs> that's really good. And like, you know, there's uh, the Pamela Anderson one was good too. Like the, I just, I love it and I'm fine with it. Like that's why too, I invited people who don't like me because I know exactly who doesn't like me and there's nothing that they can say that's going to break me or anything. I think it's funny. And if they legit are mad at me and that's why you don't like me, I still think it's funny because it's like, it's unnecessary. For example, there was a person who I didn't, I wanted to invite, I will not name names, (laughs) but Francine told me it's just not going to happen. He just doesn't like you. And that's fine. But what's so interesting about that situation, here we go, story time, is even if he came on and was like, you're a bitch, I just don't like you. Like, you da-da-da-da-da-da-da, I would think it's great. Because not only do I would I think it's funny, because there's nothing he could say that would validate why he's been... It's one thing if someone rubs you wrong, you just don't like them. Like, whatever. But to, like, talk crap, and when my name gets brought up, or whatever, walking away from me going, I always hated that bitch. Well, say it to my face, bitch. <laughs> it doesn't happen. But So they put it out there. It's, like, whatever. So I was looking at it as... I find it funny... And maybe they can get some things off their chest and like, let it go. (laughs) But I forget not everybody's that way. (laughs) And um, what's funny about this person is my like personal interaction that I had with him was this, and this is when everything changed. Okay. So unfortunately I just want to put out there for a minute. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I already know it. I shouldn't have done this, but I did. So back in my WWE days, um, one of the wrestlers didn't have a ride from the airport to where we were supposed to be at. And the town we're supposed to be at was like kind of a ways from where the airport was. You can just like take a shuttle or whatever. And I was in a car with a bunch of girls, which I always preferred. And he asked me if I would rent a car under my name because he didn't have a valid license. But he assured me that once we got to the building, he was going to go for the rest of the trip with this other wrestler who did have a license and that they would drive. So because this person was my friend, I did it. And what ended up happening is after the show, the person he said he was going to be riding with, he wasn't riding with them anymore. He jumped cars and went with somebody else. So I'm like, okay, so they have the car now. And I'm like, all right, well, whatever. So then we continue to travel. And then we get a phone call saying that there's been a car accident. So we go with the rental car. So the car I was in, we went to go see what's up. And what ended up happening is the people in the car hit a deer. And so the car was all jacked up, right? So... I was so glad that everybody was okay because my dad died in a car accident. I'm very sensitive about car accidents, whatever. And by the way, I didn't get the insurance on the car. So when I was discussing with them what was going on, they were like blowing me off. It was two wrestlers and they wanted to just abandon the car there. And I was like, this is under my name. This car is under my name. You want to just abandon it? So I got upset. And when they were all like, whatever and whatever. Yeah. Like they were walking away from me, like literally walking away from me. And so I was following them. I was like, you're not leaving this car. Like no way. And so then the car I was in, one of the guys grabbed me, put me in the car. Like I'm the troublemaker. 
And he's like, let me just diffuse the situation. So I'm not trying to give heat to that person. Like they were, they, they just knew that it wasn't going to, but still like in my mind, I'm like, this is so upside down. Like, why am I being like taken away when like, no. (laughs) So we, they say, don't worry about it. Like blah, blah, blah. So the next day at work, I'm pissed, but I don't say anything to anybody, nothing. Then all of a sudden my boss, John Laurinaitis comes up to me and says, he needs to have a meeting with me. He then asks me if this is what happened. I'm like, dude, who, how does he know this is what, ha- what happened? And so he goes, did it? And I was like, yeah. And then I got chewed out for renting the car and like, oh, why are you dumb? And it's like, I kept getting in trouble for what these two nerds did when they said they hit a deer. To be honest with you, I didn't see a deer, so I don't know what they hit. They didn't seem really um, all there, if you know what I mean. I'm not trying to like, like, but it looked like they were maybe under something. I don't know what. So that was what made me extra mad. And so I'm getting in trouble. And then I got written up and then I was told if I ever did anything like that again, I was really going to get in trouble and then that they were going to figure it out because I was already ready to like, to have to figure out how to pay the car rental place. Like I was already like, whatever. So what ended up happening is my friend who originally asked me to rent the car, he ended up paying in payments what was owed. I have no idea if he paid the car rental place or if WWE paid for it and he had to pay for them. I don't know. I don't know the logistics because no one tells me anything. They just want to be mad at me. So after that, whenever I was around those two wrestlers, I just, it wasn't that I was a bitch to them. I just wasn't super friendly. Like I wasn't like, oh, F them. I was just like, dude, these guys, like, are you kidding me? I, to this day, I don't even know who told, like, I don't know how Johnny Ace found out this info. Like, I don't know. And I was so pissed that like, I was the one that kept getting in trouble, but I was just trying to help somebody out. And after that, that's when this person just bad mouthed me, whatever. And one day I was at a comedy club and this guy was there and he, that's when he walked away. I always hated that bitch. So my homegirl, she went up to him. She told me later and she goes, I asked him why he didn't like you. And he said, I just always hated that bitch. And then she's like, well, why? He's like, because when she rented that car that time, da, da, da. and then my friend said, so you're mad at her because she rented a car for you guys. You guys told her they wanted to leave it and she got mad and you are, don't like her for that. He's like, yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? See, that'd be great to have on the rest. And the thing is, Stoner Jesus, there's so many people out there in the wrestling world that were like, oh, Shelly wants attention and da 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 da. Bitches, if I wanted attention, I would say exactly who was involved. Everyone, I would name names, but I don't. I can do it right now and we will get more subscribers just to hear who that person is but I don't feel it's right. So I'm not going to do it. And so it's so funny to me that people just so want to be, it's like, bitch, you only know the story because it's about you. So shut up. Be glad I didn't even insinuate, like give little hints who you were like F you F you like seriously, but like not really because I feel bad for the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I feel bad because this is the person I told you, um, one time I used to think it was funny. And then one day it just didn't become funny anymore because I like almost like, I don't know if you've had this experience when you like observe somebody so much, it's almost like you're having an outer body experience. Cause you're just like, check this person out, huh? Crazy. And when I had that moment, I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So there, I just wanted to throw that out there because I feel that person's been throwing me ugly vibes too. Yeah. Hopefully we get someone who generally dislikes you. I know. Come on the show. I think that's a great addition. I thought this <clears> person <throat> would be perfect because they openly yeah. say, I just don't like that bitch. <laughs> Open forum just to, just to let you have it. I don't know. I don't know why anybody would turn that down. 
And then I also thought it would be funny to ask Dave Batista if he wanted to come on. But I think it's funny. But I know if I went there, like, it'll get so, like, lost in translation. And I don't even want to do, like, I'm already dealing with people throwing me ugly vibes all day. I don't need that. So that's why I won't touch that. But if it was a perfect world, I wish Batista <laughs> could come on here and be like, yeah, that time got in your face, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> it just will never happen. It sucks because, like I said, we think it's funny, but these people involved, they don't think it's funny. They think, yeah. oh, what? She just needs to let it go. Or, oh, she's still talking about that. And it's like, well, because it gets brought up to me all the time. Like, what? It, oh, when I did a teaser for my YouTube channel for our show, and it was the, what wrestler would I? Somebody tweeted, was it Batista? And it's like, <laughs> I've said a million times, I've never done anything with him. I never kissed him. I've never seen his penis. I've never flirted with him. It's just never been that way. So gosh, get over it. I know people are dying to just be like, oh, she banged him. No, I didn't. He's not even my type. There you go. February 10th. What's it going to be like? <laughs> hard telling at this point. It's hard telling what's going to go down. Faustino, come on. <laughs> yeah, I tagged him. I tagged the McMahons. I mean, someone takes the bait, if you will. They won't. <laughs> you always hope. We have a good lineup. No matter what happens. Yeah. Be a great night. February 10th, 7 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> on many, many platforms. Promotion of it, then the next month will be everywhere. You won't be able to get away from it. Nope. So speaking of uh, today, how was your day? Uh, it's about the same, <laughs> about the same every day. Uh, I do a lot of, um, both my mom and my dad are still alive and elderly. So I do all the running for them, all the skill, the supplies, food, stuff like that. So it's a lot of that That's nice. on a um, daily basis. Also, <clears throat> and this will probably tie into one of the things you want to talk about. Although I don't know if, don't know if it's specifically Postmates, but I do when I can do some deliveries for Postmates to make some extra money. It's not a bad way to, um, you know, to make a, a little extra buckage, if you will. I just made that word up. That's good. I coined it. <laughs> <laughs> How but, um, is that for you? Because I did Postmates mm -hmm. and it just didn't work out for me. At first it did. I thought it was awesome because they had the incentives. So it was like, mm -hmm. okay, if I work in between these times, I at least can make my goal no matter what. I don't have to be in traffic. And then I feel like out of nowhere, they didn't even give us warning. They were just like, you don't get that rate anymore. You just, and I just didn't make any money anymore. Yeah. I haven't been doing it long, but uh, it's a great thing for, you know, just if I'm out doing stuff, turn the thing on, see what's going on, see if there's some, some deliveries to pick up. You have to clock in, clock out, deal with the boss any of that crap none of those things that i'm uh, i'm good at hence what i've built here so i don't have to deal with people as much and still make so, a living that way do you get solicited like i did <laughs> no nothing yet <laughs> fingers crossed but still nothing they just want their damn food want me to go away that's fine i can do that but um you did say you want to talk about a um a delivery uh event that happened to you uh, recently. I'm glad. Yes. Yes. I'm glad I you write these things down. Forgot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, oh, yeah, what day what, there was on some day I ran out. I had a lot to do. It was a stressful day. So, um, I ordered from, um, the weed maps. There's weed maps. I don't know if it's available there, but we map it's available here. And, um, yeah, you have to pay sometimes quite a bit extra, but I mean, if you can't make it out of the house or you don't want to or whatever, whatever. So I ordered from this place and the guy calls me and tells me that they're out of the Pacific stone, which I always get shout out Pacific stone. You should sponsor us. And, um, I got the forbidden fruit right here and I got their portable vaporizer here that I picked up, which you can also recharge so um, 
when the guy called me, he's like, we don't have that brand. We have this other brand. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Cause like at that point I was like, I just need something. So I asked him, cause it asks you on the app if you want them to come to the door or you want to just have a curbside. So I put to the door, I wasn't feeling well. It was really like cold and windy outside. So I was just like, come to the door. I don't care. I will, I will tip him better, like whatever. So he was like, I asked, will it be coming to the door or being at the, he's like, oh, they'll call you and let you know. I'm like, all right. Cause there's been times where I stay at the door and they don't come to the door and like, it's fine. But you know, when you don't, don't give me the option then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't give me the option. There's the first, don't give me the option if you're not going to do it, like whatever. So <clears throat> the guy calls me or no, texts me. He's like, I'm outside with my lights flashing. And I'm like, okay, here we go. So I go outside. He's not there. He's like three houses up. So I'm walking and I've had been, I was getting ready to shoot. So it was really cold for me because I had like my hoodie and everything covering, but I didn't have much on. So it was just cold. So I walk up. This is where maybe I was being a bitch when I revisited this. Okay. He's like, Hey, how's it going? I was like, good. I was like, actually my house is down right there. And he was, and then the reason why I guess I had an attitude about it was because like, I just got this weird vibe and I shouldn't do that because whatever. And he goes, I'm really sorry about that. It's really dark. So then that's when I felt like, dude, I'm a bitch. It is dark. He, okay. He's not being a dick. That's fine. And then I changed my tune and I was like, okay. And then I go to give him my ID. I go to give him the money. And then he goes, so how much can I give you back? And I didn't like that because (laughs) first of all, you're asking me to do math real quick. You were supposed to go to my door. You didn't go to my door. Then I felt bad. So this is like a roller coaster of emotions. I felt bad because you said it was dark, but now you're like, and here's the thing, maybe that's normal. And maybe people watching this think Shelly's a bitch for saying this, but being that I've worked in service to where I get tipped, whether it was at the Spearmint Rhino or Postmates, whatever, I have never been like, oh, how much can I give you back? I ordered so many pizzas in my life. Never once has the pizza guy says, so how much change can I give you back? This is the first time anyone's asked me, how much change can I give you back? And when he did that, I felt that my opinion was he's just trying to, because people are usually uncomfortable when it comes to things like that. So he's like passive aggressively bossing, like whatever. So I said $5. Now, normally I would have tipped him seven because that would have been 10%. And because he didn't come to the door or whatever, 10%. So I gave him $5, which was only... Two dollars less than the ten percent, mind you. There's also delivery fees, so if it was free delivery, I would have tipped more, even with the whole situation. So he looks at the tip and he goes, "Sorry about the address." And then I'm just like, "And here's the thing: there's been times I wondered if ten percent for the Weed Maps deliveries isn't enough because, like, I don't I get confused sometimes with that stuff. So Whenever I've tipped 10%, these delivery people, oh, wow, thank you so much. And I get it because it takes me back to my Postmates times where I would go out of my way and they would tip zero. (laughs) And it's like, oh, my gosh. That happened so many times. And with people who were hitting on me. You can't even tip me a dollar and you hit on me? Like, aye, aye, aye. Maybe that's why they didn't tip me. I don't know. But... So I thought I was shortchanging people when I first started using it. But when I would see these people be so gracious that I tipped them the 10%, they, that told me, oh my gosh, I bet you more times than not people don't tip them because mm. they don't think about it. They think oh, I already paid the high price. I paid the delivery. So they're not thinking about it. So when I wrote you, it was because before I thought of it in those terms, I came back in the house wanting to text the guy saying, I'm really sorry. I didn't like that. I felt bad. <laughs> and then I was going to do it. Like I was going to, 
And then I started thinking about it more. And then I started talking about it. And I was like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. So it just, I thought it would be a good thing to bring up on here a story because it was so funny how by design, of course, I wanted to text the guy to apologize because I felt <laughs> guilt. But really, he was being an asshole. You should have texted him and asked him if he'd be interested in participating in a roast next month. <laughs> <laughs> And she only tipped me five dollars. It's your fucking house. It was dark. <laughs> and what's we'll funny, say the, we'll, the Google Maps or whatever. It will not put you where you need to be more times than not. Well, but here's the thing. It's like, I felt bad, like I said, because it is dark out there. But again, why do you have on your thing as an option to go to the door? You should and have been then, out searching for your house, you know, walking them down the block, looking for the numbers. And that's the thing. That's what I did as a postmate. Mm -hmm. I did that. Yeah. There was times where I was like, the people are getting mad because I'm not at their door and they're like watching my little dot going all over the place. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. And like, get, I've gotten tickets because I got all like at a spot for too long or whatever. Like I've been through it. So that's the reason why I had to bring myself back. It's like, you know, I know how it is to do a delivery. I know how it is. And the thing is, is when I first started, I did, um, I did, did I do Uber Eats for, yeah, I did Uber Eats first. And what was weird is people would always be outside. So when I started transitioning to Postmates, when people started complaining, cause I wouldn't walk up to their door. Like, it's like this whole, it's just this whole thing. So like, that's why I'm very aware of the needs of people out there. And it's not being difficult customers. It's just, you're paying for a service. You're paying extra to get something that if you went and got yourself, you would have got for way cheaper, but it's a service. So it's just crazy to me that like, what he tried to do was guilt me so he can get as much tip out of me as he could. But it's like, you really didn't do that much, bro. And you have a weird attitude about it. And like, I don't know, it just really rubbed me wrong. And now it's like, I was gonna order the other day and the only place open was that place. And I opted to just be like, screw it. I'm just going to go to the dispensary. Like it's going to take some time to drive all the way over or whatever, but I don't want to order from these people because I don't want to get that guy again. Yep. So I don't That's know, what but I wanted to text him. I'm sorry. And that he would have <coughs> ate that up. He would have ate it up. Yeah. Don't give him the satisfaction. He all he really did was pull up, stop and put his lights on. It's not that difficult. <laughs> and didn't even go to the right place. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Just keep driving and stop some random spot and hope the person comes to you. That's so next time what I'm going to do is put in the notes. My house is this one from the corner on this side with this car in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Make it very clear, I guess. Um, briefly, uh, I will mention, I won't belabor the point <clears throat> because it's not good as far as the competition goes for the Instagram followers between Shelly's Foot Club and the Shelly sj smoke out page on instagram it was closed for a little while i'm as unfortunate for me I have to say that it is no longer close 66 followers for the shelly sj smoke out page and 150 followers for shelly's foot club it is uh i was hoping to be a closer competition something that would you know build some suspense but the suspense is gone i'm not saying it's over i'm not giving in no. some miracle could happen maybe some big instagrammer will Shout out our poor little Shelly SJ smoke page and we'll surge ahead, but uh, it's not likely. So for those of you well, kind I of need to shoot some more pictures for it. it. If you're betting at home, I'm sorry. I did my best. <laughs> no, but I, I, need to, I need to send you some more photos. And here's what's interesting. When I- The power of feet of is interesting. <laughs> it really is because- Here's the thing. Okay. I was thinking about this. Okay. So let me go to my YouTube channel. Okay. Right now I have 6,000.09 K subscribers. Okay. So I did a video where I put together you promoting my foot club Instagram. Yeah. And then I put a little tiny clip in there and then what it wouldn't go past 99 views. 
<laughs> and now I changed, I changed the thumbnail to see if it could entice some people. It's 187 views. And I'm going to change the, the thumbnail again. It's like now become an experiment with me. So it's interesting that there's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand my audience and people who are a fan of me because when I post feet stuff on my premium OnlyFans, people are like, I'm not really into it. Or can you post more boob stuff? And so it's like, I am so confused. I thought that it would be more of a race as well because it seemed like, and I lost a lot of followers when I started my foot club. Mm. So I don't know. It's weird. It's like, I've lost like 2000 followers and it's just weird. It's just so weird. It's, it's just weird. And I get, I guess, okay, it's all fun. Like I said, and this whole thing is just one big joke to me. Of course I do take serious when I produce the content because I do take time to shoot stuff. Even if it's my damn foot, I make sure it looks pretty. You know what I mean? I put time into making sure I get the right angle, the right lighting. So like, to me, it's just kind of like fun. It's, it's a joke, but some people are into it. So I make money off of it, whatever. But like, I've offended a lot of people and it's so weird. But then like, there's people that are like, Oh, I can't believe you for doing this. Thank you for catering to our foot fetish community. Da, da, da. And then I have people writing me from that community saying, this is a real big deal that you would do this. And I'm like, is it? Like, is it? Because like, is it? And then I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe I really got something here. But it's like, doesn't translate. I don't know. It's weird. I don't understand. It hurts my head. Uh, I will say, uh, for my end, and more unfortunate news for myself, I posted a tweet on Twitter saying that if I get 100 retweets, that I would post a picture of my boobs. And as of the last time I checked, I have nine retweets. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as my backup plan goes, things are not working out well. So this is it. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't work. I don't have much else to go for. I'm right there with you, man. Like I am so washed up at this point and it has been. And I'm talking like, full boobs, no censorship, <laughs> no nothing, just nothing but boobs. And I think the nine people who retweeted it did so as a joke, not because they want to see my boobs. You never know. You never know. Don't, don't go shortchanging yourself now. You know, I'm sure at least one of them wanted to see them nips. Twitter is nothing but a, uh, an ego killer for me now. I go to it. Me too. Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Um, another big event that happened this week among many big events. Uh, for instance, President Trump being impeached for a second time today. Um, earlier this week, <clears throat> Twitter did what uh, some who hated Trump, you know, clamored for for many years and many people predicted. A lot of people said would never happen. Twitter banned Trump's account, his 88.7 million followers, and uh, ripple effects went out from there. Parlor got shut down, and just any kind of avenue for Trump to try to reach the public, whether you agree with him or not, has been <clears throat> pretty much shut down. And in a week, he'll no longer be president, so that'll be pretty much it for that. Uh, what are your thoughts on Trump uh, losing his Twitter account in general, the censorship in general? Well, here's the thing. I get that a lot of people rejoiced and celebrated that he was finally kicked off. Now, I want to make it clear. Before Trump was president, I did meet him backstage in WWE, and I didn't like him then. Did you? I, I don't like him now. And it's not like he did anything to me. I just didn't like his vibe. I was like, did he say anything particularly memorable? No, like, no. Like, no to do? <laughs> here's the thing. When I met him... I blew him off. Well, I gave him a limp handshake <laughs> because I've seen everyone kissing his butt and he seemed 
His vibe didn't Maybe seem positive. Maybe he wants positive. to be on the roast. Maybe. He's going to be Maybe. unemployed. <laughs> and um, I so, can't tweet him, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Damn it. So when um, I met him, I remember people like, you can't, again, you can't be like that. And it's like, you're all kissing his ass. So that's making me want to be like that more. So I was already like, not a fan. So when I say this, it's not because I'm a fan of him or approve of him. But as much as everyone dislikes Trump, I feel this is not a good thing. Because now when these same people that are rejoicing that he is being banned from Twitter, there's going to come a time where they're going to get banned and they can't bitch and moan and complain because then they're going to say, well, we even banned the president of the United States once we will ban. And no, it's politics. It's all like people are doing exactly what they wanted them to do. And censorship whether you agree with somebody or not is not a good thing. And I think people are not even looking at it that way. <clears throat> They're just looking at it as, yeah, he got punished, but that's the beginning. It's going to now we're going to get punished if we mess, don't go with guidelines and mm -hmm. people are not going to like that. They only like it because they personally do not like Trump, but that doesn't mean it makes it right. Like, Oh. So when people go and complain on on Twitter, Facebook put me in Facebook jail again, and they want to bitch about it and be against it, well, they did the same thing to Trump. So you you can't now you're you can't say that because oh, it just frustrates me because people are so wrapped up in disliking him, and I get why people dislike him. Again, I dislike him. However. They're so wrapped up and distracted with that negative emotion. They're letting it overcome them that they're not paying attention, that they're kind of giving up in a way, in my opinion. Don't come at me, people. But it's, you're kind of giving up your freedom a little bit there. You're saying that censorship mm -hmm. is okay. And it's not okay. Yeah, things like that can't be. There's no standard. There's no way to equitably do something like that across the board when it comes to censorship. And uh, yeah, whenever, whoever they decide to come for, for whatever reason, that's what will happen. And because things have been centralized so much with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, really just a few platforms, you know, you're kicked off a couple of platforms and you're effectively silenced. And people will complain on Twitter and say, well, it's not a First Amendment issue. Twitter is a private company, blah, blah, blah. And that's true as far as it goes. But Twitter is also made up of users and their content comes from users. And if users want to co to comment or complain about having the no standards and no rhyme and reason for when people get banned and when they don't get banned, for instance, there's you know examples of pedophiles on Twitter. There's people organizing violence in, in you know inner cities and stuff like that, and those people are left alone. So it begs the question: what kind of standard is used other than a political one? And a political one, well, they can swing that at anybody they want at any time they feel like it. Any time, and that's the thing. And I wish people would stop for just a moment and it just assess the situation. But I, I get it. Not everyone's that way. And a lot of times it's not even their fault that they don't think about things in those terms because they were never taught to. And I get that, but it's just kind of disheartening to see all this unfold when you do understand that, because, you know, it is what it is with Twitter, Facebook and all these things, but like, it still gave the general public a voice. It gave a voice to everybody. And it sucks, just like everything. It always starts off really awesome and empowering. And then it like, it shifts. And then you still have people that use it that way. And then you have people that don't use it that way. And then you have people that misuse it in the sense of they go on there just to rile people up because they want to effort people's emotions because they get an endorphin high off of that. And then meanwhile, they're not realizing the repercussions. So it's like all of this. And that's why I get it. I get censorship. I get it. But like, to me, 
good censorship is like if your stuff's 18 plus there needs to be a censorship there 18 plus if you have something a product that's 21 plus i get it you got to do your little censorship and make sure whoever's whatever is 21 boom i get it but to say how you feel or your opinion on something i understand that can f with people whatever but to take that right away is not a good thing in my opinion. Like it's just not a good thing. And I know some people thrive on drama and chaos and that's why they seek out, like, let's say they hate Trump, but they're obsessively looking at seeing what he's tweeting next. It's like, I don't relate to that. If I don't like somebody and I follow them, I don't, care like I don't want to because I don't want to get into that negative mind space and so I know people's emotions are so involved with this whole Trump thing but it's just it's not good <sighs> there's a lot of celebrities that really devoted every single tweet to Trump like Rob Reiner, uh, George Takei even Tommy Chong is still like that <clears throat> where for every one tweet Tommy Chong mentioned something about weed there's 20 about well Trump's a criminal he's going to jail and so on and so forth and I just get their entire online personality wrapped up in what Trump's doing. In the long run, Trump's going to be a, a blip on the radar compared to everything else. And there's going to be more old dude presidents coming after him. They're going to be varying degrees of crazy and incompetent and senile even. And uh, this just be a little spot, but right now people are so invested in one side or the other, whether they love Trump or they hate Trump, they're really... They're really into their side. It seems like more than ever. And as far as Twitter goes, it's too much. It used to be a great place. It really was. The early days, 2009, 2010, 2011 in there. And now it's just a, a cesspool. But I'm trapped there because I have 132,000 followers. <laughs> well, that's where your audience is. And that's how yeah. I feel too is like, it's my audience. And not just that, but I don't know about you if you feel the same way, but it's what you know. It's what you do. Yeah. This is what you've been doing for a long time. So that's why like it's more. I feel obvious to people like yourself and me that have been doing tweet Twitter for a long time, because there's some people who just been on Twitter for like three or four years, a year, a couple, yeah. you know, whatever. So it's like, they didn't see it when it was like before and it was in its early stages and not that many people were even using it that much or whatever. And so it's just, so disheartening it's like gosh like can't we have anything nice we can't have this is why we can't have nice things because people just mess it up and i get it that's life that's why i'm not gonna like be angry about it but it's just like <sighs> because we're all affected by trump being that's the thing people aren't realizing by him being censored we all are affected by it not just trump yeah. And being someone who talks a lot about cannabis and remembers the YouTube purges that happened a couple of years ago, everybody eventually got their accounts restored, but all the big marijuana YouTube accounts went down for like six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it was. And people think that won't happen on Twitter, but why not? I mean, opinion swings the other way and something, you know, some, you know, Twitter user, big stoner uh, YouTube guy, you know, throws his girlfriend off a bridge or something. And then all the cannabis accounts are suspended because all he was high on weed and he killed his girlfriend. And it's, you know, sounds far-fetched, but it could easily happen. <clears throat> it's so true. And can you smoke on, on YouTube or no? Uh, I have, whether you can or not. I've done a show on Twitch also, but I think that that's also uh, a no-no. But as we do on my show is I will light it up and inhale it like during like a, like a, like the intro or something to my show, like the big cannabis radio intro. And then I'll put up myself on the screen exhaling and I'll pull the, the shot back down and I'll go that far. But I don't want to, um, I definitely don't want to run afoul. All of the other platforms I don't care about, but Twitter and to some extent Facebook, although I have 15,000 people on Facebook and they don't sell, they don't show my shit to anybody, uh, which Twitter's getting like, too. I'll have, I'll put some up and I'll, I'll go check and I'll have like 600, 800 impressions. And that seems crazy to me because I'll do a Twitter audit and it says, well, 98% of your followers are real. So it's 130,000 followers. Why aren't they seeing what I'm putting? And I show up in search. So I, all I can say is, you know, something about the Twitter algorithm just suppresses the crap out of what I got going on. 
was unfortunate. So, you know, fuck you, Twitter. <laughs> I wonder, honestly, with this whole thing with um, the video I post and I was telling you on my YouTube, I wondered the same thing. I was like, okay, I know I don't have that many, like, compared to a lot of people. Like, but that's six... 6,000 people over yeah, 6,000 people. That's a pretty substantial amount to be able to get some, some views. So I don't understand, even like normally my videos, and I really push them on my Twitter line to let people know they're up. They're, I'll repeat it over and over. <laughs> so I really promote them. So like usually my views are like between two to 300. If it's a good video, I'll get 500 views. And so when I was thinking about it earlier about like this whole, like um, that low count, hundred and whatever, 87, I was like, how is it possible that all these people over 6,000 people are subscribed to my channel, but yet that I'm only barely getting 200, 300, 400 views per video. Like I get not everyone's going to watch it, but it should at least be like 2000 views at least yeah. I feel, you know what I mean? And so it's like, and I was even thinking like, do I just need to post more? Because I know I'm very inconsistent with it. Cause I get, I get um, discouraged with all these different things. So then like, I won't post videos for a while and then I'll come back cause I'm all gun ho about something. And then I get all discouraged again. So like, I don't know if it's like something like that or what, but like, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I wondered if like I'm either shadow banned or there's just like this weird algorithm that I'm missing. I don't know. And to be honest with you, at this point, I don't care who I do it for the people who do watch that 187 people who watch that foot video. God bless you. But like, I'm, I, it's just, it hurts my head, all of it. And God, <laughs> by the way those of you who saw that that uh foot video that i did uh i did that in one take so did you break something that was no almost <laughs> but it was funny i laughed so hard <laughs> you were so nailed it <laughs> that's right see i have my talents the twitter doesn't want to show people and that's fine i do what i can but yeah that's even that yeah uh, even like the sexy vaping video like the two second preview Got 2,000 views on Twitter, was kind of a high enough for a lot of stuff I post. But considering that I retweeted like four or five times, and you did a couple times, and combined we have almost 200,000 followers, I don't see how that's possible. Other than something that, you know, just most people don't know Twitter, it just never shows up in their feed. I believe I'm on the blacklist. <laughs> so maybe I'm taking you down with me. <laughs> there was a time when you put Stern Jesus 420 in the Twitter search, and I wouldn't come up at all. I had to write Twitter over and over again and say, look, I'm, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm talking about weed. A lot of people talk about weed. You put my literal name in the search. I don't even come up that, you know, and finally they fixed that. But I still think it's not, uh, I have my full capabilities. What is that? Like, why? What is that? Like, you know, we're just two little pothies trying to have a good time in life and bring some smiles and hope to people's lives. Like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, I'm not trying to like dominate the, you know, OnlyFans world or this and that. <laughs> I'm just trying to just make a little little niche, do my little effing thing. I don't rock the boat like I used to. So come on. And then like, Sorry, it's I, not like I got swastikas hanging behind me. It's a weed flag. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, something I want to talk about on Shelly Live. I talked about how um, you and I talked on the last session about that dive that I did. And I made that video with my green screen and mm. everything like that. Well, recently for you wrestling fans out there, I was talking to Nova from ECW and I want, I read this on Shelly Live and I wanted to read it on here because this made me so effing happy. You have no idea. So we were chit chatting and he was giving me a hard time as he always does about that dive. That's why I love Nova. I love Nova because he makes fun of it because it's funny. And the thing is, is I want to say this. When we had our conversation the first time, like after when it was fresh that that match had happened, whatever, because it was on a pay-per-view. He told me, he was like, 
I want you to know, like the match up until that point was actually really good. So like, don't let that da da da. So like, I just want to throw that out there. Like he doesn't just make fun of me. He gives me props when props are due. So we're talking about it. And he said, <laughs> shout out Nova. I effing love you. Okay. I have watched that a hundred times when you start yelling out my vag, my vag. And when you dive through the ropes to get hung up, it's legitimately one of the funniest things I've seen in my 48 years on this earth. I cannot get through it without tears in my eyes laughing. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I just watched uh, parts of it again today. Somebody did a, like a review of the match on YouTube as well. And there's also the actual match. And uh, it's, yeah, it's fairly interesting. And as you pointed out in somewhere that we could do like a whole show just on that match, just screening that match. And I nominate that we have to have Nova for that because we have me, the person that it is. <laughs> we have you, the observer, somebody that has been into wrestling before. So we have that point of view. And then we have Nova who all jokes aside, has an awesome mind for the wrestling business. He taught me a lot about not just in the ring stuff, like what, like understanding psychology, but the lifestyle of a wrestler and what it needs to be about and the things that you need to like take care of and not worry about. And I feel it would be such a good video because we have all bases covered there. We go, you know what I mean with that? And I just know my relationship with Nova is he has always ripped into me. No holds bar. That is our relationship. He's always been that way. Like there was a time like I had a crush on him and I definitely was like, would have. And like, he would say, you know, things. That's what he calls me. He'd be like, you know, things we would be hot together, but you know what? You were smoking that pot. I'm just not down with that. And you know, you're drinking. So like, that's just not it. And you know, whatever. So like, he would even say, Oh, in your dreams, you da da da. So like, I just love Nova cause he goes there. And that's why it made me so happy when he wrote me that at his 48 years in life. <laughs> oh. All right. One more rip for the road. Another great episode. Episode nine. I'm going to rip. I take a big rip from my pen here because it's going to get me crazy. <laughs> I think I have one more hit in here. I'm about out. Awesome. Woo. <laughs> Less than a month away. The big roast. Hopefully it'll all come together. There won't be any big technical issues. Anything like that. Oh, God. I peed myself. <laughs> Damn it. That's a good spot to end on. See, that is subscriber content right there. It's a problem. There's a fetish world for that, too. Women who pee on themselves. Uh, I I know. I can't go there. Like, I, I've toyed with it. My friend Ashley. No, Shelly's uh, I peed on myself clubs. No, <laughs> my friend Ashley told me, she even told me how to like fake it. So it's like, you're not really doing it. And it looks real mm -hmm. believable, but I'm like, I, you know, people, I know you guys are judging me out there, but even old slut Shelly has her lines <laughs> that she will cross and I'm just not down with the peeing thing or the pooping thing. Like, even if you don't show it, just there's, there's a thing about Germany. Is it? I think, yeah. Do scatting. Us. The scatting videos. <laughs> do us, man. I don't know about that. Like, I'm not down with that. But I'll do burping or the farting one. I can't do that either. Like, what I, about I just balloons? Can't. Have you been asked about balloons? I have. Um, I don't like the sounds of balloons popping myself. Mm -hmm. So I won't do it because it'll freak me out. Like, Seems, I just. I mean, not that other things don't seem odd relatively, but balloons, I, I don't know. Cause I'm one of those people that like, it doesn't just like bug me. It like makes my skin crawl, yeah. like to hear a balloon pop. So for me, I'm like the opposite of these balloon popper lovers. <laughs> um, apparently there's a thing though with clowns and I'm down for that. I'm down. Hey, you want to order a clown custom for me? <laughs> Shelly Martinez. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yes. That would definitely be interesting. Nobody's asking well, for any of that. Peen, balloon, nothing. <laughs> you got to go on the forums, maybe. <laughs> solicit yourself. If I'm going to dress up as a clown, you better make it worth my while. You got to be out there hustling your um, your crafts over there, you know? You think but it's all about just Instagram? For people. And, exactly. You when people ask go me to pee, them. I got to just pee and then sell it. <laughs> sell it, man. got to pee first. Sell it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get asked to pee. You'll be waiting your whole life. <laughs> It's so true. See, because people think, "Oh, I'm gonna be an Instagram model." No, you gotta, you gotta put more legwork into it. Be the P king of Twitter. P king, barefoot P king of Twitter. There's your new handle. Oh, there we go, Shelly. Thank you. <laughs> See you next week. Adios. Have a good one. 